Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, how to develop an app for distribution, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. If you'd like to receive notifications on when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. This week's show is a little different as it was one of seven I recorded in one day at an event. Because of the limited time, I recorded the content without the bio. So let me give a little info on my guests before getting into the recording. Dr. Mort Orman is a board-certified internal medicine physician, author, speaker, and stress elimination expert. He practiced medicine for 23 years, then served 15 years as a corporate medical director. He also spent the past 40 years teaching people how to eliminate stress without having to manage it. This gives you the best stress relief possible. Now to the recording of the episode. I just wanted to welcome you more to my show. I'm excited to have you on BizHelp for you. Terrific. Glad to be here. Thank you. So today's topic is one that could be a little bit serious for those who are listening, but it's still an important topic to discuss. And I wanted to just have that conversation about the stress and what we can do to kind of avoid being overwhelmed and getting really where we might even become depressed about how intense everything is for us. Yeah, I mean, it can actually be a lot worse than that. I mean, as a, I was an internal medicine physician for 23 years and I tell you every day, you know, one of, the, one of the reasons I got interested in stress was because I had a lot myself as a physician, but also I was seeing people every day that mm -hmm. were showing what happens after years and years and years of carrying around lots of stress and not doing anything about it. And then they end up 
getting a heart attack or a stroke or some other horrible disease. And I'm just watching every day. I'm just watching this parade in front of my eyes, which, you know, if you're in business, you don't have to look at that every day. Right? <laughs> you, you can kind of pretend like it isn't real, you know, but as your physician, you see it every day. You, know, you see the results of chronic stress and what it can do to people. And so I saw that kind of coming down the pike for me. And I said, I don't, I don't want that. You know, I don't want to have that to deal with. And so I was super motivated. I was super motivated. Plus my own stress was pretty high. So I was, I was getting angry a lot. I was getting, I was very anxious and I would get frustrated easily. And I was deathly afraid to speak in public. I mean, I could never do what I'm doing here today back 40 years ago when I had all that anxiety and, and stuff. And I would get depressed from time to time and I had all these relationship problems. I had a hundred percent failure rate in my relationship with women. Um, and it wasn't much better in other relationships. Um, you know, I was just, I, I was stressed. I knew I was stressed, you know, as a physician, you got to kind of pretend you have it all together because people look, <laughs> they're look, looking to you for help and like, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to have it all together. And, you know, you can, that's another stress, by the way, you have to keep pretending you can't really be open about how much, what you're feeling inside. But I was feeling a lot inside and I, and I tried all the stress management stuff and it didn't help me one bit. And um, it, it was just very frustrating because I, I had been used to being successful at just about everything that I put my mind to, but I could not deal with my emotions. I could not fix these relationship problems. I could not get rid of this anxiety and the anger and all the other stress I was experiencing. No matter what I did, I couldn't get rid of it. And I really felt like a failure in that regard. I mean, I knew I was a successful person and I was a good physician, but I, in that area, which was important to me, uh, I, I just felt like a total failure. And, uh, but, but like I said, I was so motivated by seeing these people every day. And, <laughs> you know, I didn't want the best. So I, I just kept pushing. I kept searching and I started doing personal development work and attending seminars and, and attaching myself to various um, mentors that kind of opened my mind and taught me things that I hadn't learned about human beings and, and myself in medical school. And then one day I had this gigantic realization that was the big breakthrough for me in the stress arena that enabled me eventually to get rid of almost all my stress and keep it away for the last 40 years. And that one big breakthrough that I had was being willing to consider that just about everything I had been taught to believe about stress wasn't really true. Mm. And, and as a science, as a science-based traditional physician, that was really hard for me to open my mind up to because there's all this science about the stress responses in the body and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, who am I to question that, that, that's, that there's anything wrong with that whole picture that's being painted? And it's not that the science isn't valid, but the interpretation of it and the way people have defined stress in terms of just those physiologic changes was completely wrong. And so um, it wasn't until I, I had that door open where I started questioning just about everything that we're taught to believe about stress. And sure enough, I found out almost all of it wasn't correct. And then I started finding out, well, what is correct and, and what, is, what does help? And it took a couple of years of, you know, once that door opened for me to get some answers. Uh, but as I accumulated the answers, I started applying them in my life. And all the lo and behold, a lot of the stressful problems that I couldn't do anything about for years just started to disappear. And, and I've been living relatively stress-free for the last 40 years. People don't believe that's possible, but that's another myth, you know, that we have in our society today that, that so life is just stressful and you can't, it's foolish to think that you could get rid of it. And that's, none of that's true. You just have to know how to do it. And nobody's teaching us how to do it. I had to figure it out myself, still not being taught 
very much today, other than when I'm teaching and a couple other people are teaching. But um, it's really a lack of good quality education about how to not manage stress, but how to just not have it or how to stop having it, you know, so that you don't have right. to worry about managing it. You know, so I don't, I don't recommend people manage their stress. I don't have a problem with stress management. I think, you know, yoga, meditation, relaxation, physical exercise, they're all great things. I mean, they all give you healthy benefits and they're better than smoking or using drugs or alcohol or overeating to deal with stress, which a lot of people do. So they're healthier, but they're really, they, they, they mainly deal with the symptoms, you know, and they don't really help you get at the causes. And, and I found, you know, when I opened that door and sort of walked in and started exploring, I found that I, what I wasn't doing is I wasn't looking at the causes of why am I getting angry all the time? Why am I having all these relationship problems? You know, why am I feeling this way or that way? And, I, and that's where the real action turned out to be. Right. So what are some of those myths? You just mentioned one of them too, but what are some of the other myths that we believe about stress? And then what would you say to someone who is feeling overwhelmed? What can they do to get out of that stress? Well, it's different if someone says they're, I would look at it differently if someone says they're overwhelmed or if someone says they're stressed. Because the, the first thing, our first mistake I realized I was making and everybody makes about stress is um, we really should get rid of the word completely. We should throw it yeah. out of our vocabulary because it's really a meaningless term. It's, it's a buzzword. It, it's just a, it's a, and it's abstraction. You know, it's, it's just a concept. Um, you, you and I actually never suffer from stress. Uh, when we think we're suffering from stress, we're actually suffering from something but it's not this word called stress. You know, that, you know, that word wasn't invented until like the 1940s by Hans Selye. So we went through World War I and World War II and the Great Depression. Not a single person ever said they were stressed during those periods of time, you know? But we know they were suffering a lot, right. you know? But they didn't have this word stress to label it with, you know? So what they experienced was really real but they didn't experience this thing called stress. They experienced whatever the hell they experienced, you know, whether it was terror, whether it's death and destruction and depression and anxiety and whatever, you know, other kinds of, so stress is just this buzzword that stands for problems in life. So unwanted problems. So when you and I say we're stressed, what we really mean is we're having problems. And if you say you're stressed and I say I'm stressed, I have no idea what problems you're dealing with or struggling with. And you have no idea what problems I'm struggling with mm -hmm. because we have to, we have to throw that word out and we have to say, okay, what are the, when you say you're stressed or when I say I'm stressed, what are the problems I'm actually having? One of those problems can be overwhelm. You know, that mm -hmm. overwhelm is a specific problem, just like getting angry is a specific problem. For me, it was getting angry. It was having relationship problems. It was dealing with the, the stresses and demands of practicing medicine and all the bureaucracy and the rules and regulations patients and threat of malpractice and, you know, all that other kind of stuff were my specific problems. Um, and, and overwhelm was probably in there too, because it's very easy for doctors to get overwhelmed with, you know, having just a ton of patients and work and stuff to do. Um, so, but overwhelm is a very specific problem. So if you're feeling over, that's why I say, if, if someone came to me and said, I'm overwhelmed, I would think terrific, but at least they're not saying they're stressed <laughs> because right. now they know the problem, they've got the problem defined. Okay, so now the question is, do you know the causes of why you're overwhelmed? And, and that's where you have to dig in. Usually people come to me or they, they just talk in general and they say, I'm stressed 
And they're not focused on the specific problems. They've taken all their problems, they've lumped them together, they've put, it, put them in a basket, they've called that basket stress. And then the question they're asking themselves, how do I deal with my stress? And, and I say, once you do that, you've lost the game right from the get-go. You can't really win. The best you can do is, is reduce your symptoms. But you can't make those problems go away. You can't cure them. Because you're not, the only way to do that is to get at the causes. So the way, to, the way to deal with overwhelm is to understand the causes. And there, there are going to be causes that are outside of you. Think demands that are coming your way. You know, there, so there's all those external things that could be, and you, know, you might have six kids that you're taking care of and juggling all kinds of stuff. You know, uh, those are the external things. But then what are the internal factors that are going on? So are you managing your time properly? Do you have good time efficiency skills? Are you comfortable saying no to people who ask you to do things or request that you do things? Have you negotiated, you know, your living situation or your job situation that fits your needs? Or have you let, you know, other people sort of take it over and thrust things on you that you'd rather not be doing, but now you've got them and now you're stuck with them. And, you know, and then what do you do when you're, when you feel like you're stuck with a lot of stuff that's overwhelming you? How do you get rid of some of it? How do you either delegate or negotiate or there's also, there's all these internal factors, uh, mindset, thought patterns, assumptions, beliefs, behavior patterns, habits that come into play. So it's never, it's never just the outside factors that are the whole story. It, it's really only, it's only half the puzzle pieces. So you got to add the other half, the puzzle pieces, if you're going to address that specific problem, really <laughs> really powerfully, just like I had to do with anger. I mean, I, I used to think the causes of my anger were all the things that other people were doing that were bothering me and my patients weren't stopping smoking and they, I'd tell them to do something, they wouldn't do it and I'd get angry. You know, it was always, the cause was other people and other people's behavior or the economy or the government or whatever, you know? And it wasn't until I was able to really figure out how I was generating anger within myself. What, what are the specific thought patterns, you know, that are producing anger in me? And are, are they really true? When, when I, when they have, I kind of get triggered to get angry and I'm not even aware of the thought patterns, but they're going on inside my body and they're driving the anger. Do I have an opportunity to question them and to see if they're really valid or not valid? And I didn't have that opportunity before because I didn't see all that stuff. I was just looking outside of me, blaming all the things. And, and then you have very limited power you know, maybe you can influence the outside world so it's making you less angry, but most of the time you can't and or you can't do it completely. So ultimately, the real power resides in dealing with those internal factors. And that's something I didn't know back 40 years ago for up until my mid 30s. And I suffered a lot of stress and a lot of heartache and a lot of suffering that I didn't I haven't gone through in the last 40 years because now I have this understanding that I built over several years of you know, research and study and personal development work and stuff I did to gather that wisdom and then I put it into a system that I now use and teach uh, that has been really, really helpful. I, I, I worked after my practice, I worked for 15 years in corporate America as a health and wellness um, uh, executive for a health insurance company. And that was one crazy place. Yeah. <laughs> working for a big, so, big company. <laughs> well, what would you tell an entrepreneur then right now too, who is thinking, 
you know, they're defining right now their situation as stressful. And you're saying right now it's really not stress, but they're saying, you know, I have to work, you know, so many hours more than a typical person just to make my business successful. I have cash flow that I have to worry about. I've got employees I have to worry about. There's all these things that, you know, are raising my blood pressure. What do I do? Absolutely. And I would say it's not, it's not that they don't have stress. It's Mm -hmm. that they have problems. They should stop thinking that they have stress. They should stop asking the question, how do I deal with my stress? Mm -hmm. You know, the question they should ask themselves is what are the problems I'm having? Let me, let me get specific about them. Okay. And let me dig into the causes of each of those problems because each problem may have very different, it usually does have very different, somewhat different causes. Some, mm-hmm. there may be some that spill over into multiple problems, but, but usually a, a, a problem is going to have a set of causes. And the better you can identify those causes, so as an entrepreneur, you know, uh, your work hours, you know, if that's a problem for you, then you've got to look at how you can deal with that so it becomes something that you're you can live with that you're that you can actually be happy about. I mean, it's not just mm-hmm. not just well, just get it to the point where it's not horrible. You know, it's like right. no, you know, the goal should be how can I solve this problem so that I'm happy to get up and go to work every day. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm happy with what I'm doing every day. I love what I'm doing. I I'm making enough money, or I'm making a sufficient amount of money. And yeah, I could make more, but I got to deal with those problems. Why am I not making more? Maybe it's my marketing. Maybe it's you know, it's the product, uh, whatever, you know, it's um, maybe it's customer service or who knows what the problem is, but there's always going to be some constellation of causes and you just have to work through them. Just it's part of being an entrepreneur, which is what we all do anyway. You know, we all know that we're going to face problems and we're going to face challenges. The moment we open our doors for business, we know we're taking on this huge, um, this huge risk and this huge uncertainty and, it's going to, we're going to have to feel our way through and work our way through and solve the problems as they come up. And there's going to be all this unexpected stuff that happens like COVID, you know, who could, right. who, knew COVID, who knew COVID was going to come, right. exactly. <laughs> you know, but that happens. And that's, that's part of the job of the entrepreneur. You've got to roll with that. And there were a lot of entrepreneurs who rolled very well and, and adapted very well to the COVID situation. None of us liked it, but none of right. us really, you know, thought it was great, but you know, there was, there was some that, got chewed up and burned, you know, by the whole thing. And they may have lost their businesses or lost their families or some people lost their lives, you know, Um, there are others that saw, you know, well, this is horrible, but you know, that's the job. (laughs) Right. That's that's the, that's the hand I'm dealt. I got to play it, you know, so how can I best play this hand? And, you know, Mm -hmm. you may have to get help from other people to solve some of these entrepreneurial problems. You may get, have to get coaching. You may have, I mean, one of the things I do is I help entrepreneurs deal with the stress aspect so that because stress can be one of the problems that's holding them back, keeping them from solving the real problems that they're having, you know, um, where they're focused on stress and they don't realize that's a kind of a unicorn, you know, that they're chasing Mm -hmm. a unicorn. And the reason why they haven't caught it yet, it's because it's a freaking unicorn. (laughs) unicorn (laughs) (laughs) You you grab it, it just disappears. (laughs) And that's Mm -hmm. what kind of what we've taught people to think about stress that way. And it's, it's really, holds them back, keeps them right. from really doing what they should be doing and asking the right mm-hmm. questions that they should be asking. Right. So if someone is saying right now too, well, I, I know I've still got some physical issues, you know, related to what's going on, you know, are there some tips you can give them as they start identifying problems and solutions that they can do? Are there things that you would give them as tips 
just on the physical side that can help reduce the feelings that yeah, they're well, calling well, stress. Yeah. Well, again, under this big umbrella term stress, you can list hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of problems and people mm-hmm. use the same term stress to refer to them all. So there are emotional problems like anger and anxiety and fear of public speaking. And there's relationship problems, you know, marital problems, relationships with patients, customers. And then there's also a whole set of physical problems. I mean, those are real, those are problems. If your blood pressure is elevated, that's a problem. If you, you know, have irritable bowel syndrome, that's a problem. If you have anyone, I mean, that's all I did for, you know, 23 years was treat those or help those problem, people with those problems. But so you have to say, okay, I've got high blood pressure. Now, what are the causes? Well, the first thing is, first thing you have to realize is the doctors don't know why most people have high blood pressure. We know that they have it, we know how to treat it, but we don't know where it came from. Um, we suspect that stress, quote, other problems that they're having in their life are contributing to their body being sort of overstimulated. And, and that's helping the high blood pressure be high, you know? So you have to go back and you have to get you back kind of the same place. You know, yeah, I have high blood pressure, that's a symptom of stress. Um, it's a physical problem, but what are the causes and how do I attra- attack it at the level of the causes? Well, you gotta attack the other problems that are going on in your life that may be driving that. And sometimes if you do that, the blood pressure will go down. Sometimes you have, may have to do other things like reduce your weight, reduce your salt intake, or even take medication sometime to lower your blood pressure. Sometimes you'll be able to um, holistically um, and naturally bring it down by solving some problems that you haven't solved yet. And other times, even if you do that, even if you solve every single problem you're having in life, your blood pressure could still be high because your body right. may have just got, you know, got into that mode. And, and even though you took away the drivers, the original drivers, your body's now kind of in that blood pressure mode. And then you have to deal with it as a physical problem now uh, mm-hmm. by going to a doctor and getting advice and following their advice and stuff that I used to do, you know, right and left for 23 years. So it's, there's still, it's still a problem and it, it all boils down to specific problems. If you're having heart palpitations, if you're having headaches, if you're having muscle tension, um, those are all problems you have to identify, you know, don't, don't lump them together and say it's stress. You know, say it's muscle tension, it's headaches, because they could have different yeah. problems. I mean, your headache could be something right. going, you know, in your brain. You know, it may not be stress. Right. And and I have to do that when people come to me. Uh, I say I'm stressed. I'm having this, this, and this. The first thing I have to do is put my doctor hat on and say, "Whoa, <laughs> let's not blame. Let's not be too quick to blame this on stress. There could be something else going on here. We better rule that out right. first. And once mm-hmm. we kind of get a clear bill of health on that, then we can say, okay, well now it's reasonable to maybe hypothesize that some of this stuff is coming from stressful problems you're having in your life. Let's look at some of those. What are you having? That's what problems are you having that you say you're, when you say you're stressed that you're referring to, and then let's dig into those. Right. So that's kind of how you have to play. You have to do it. You can't neglect the physical realities. Um, right. And, 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 and don't just that. blame it, you know, cause it could be really an underlying situation that needs medical attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. It can be a big mistake to just assume you know, right. I feel this way. Therefore, it could be thyroid. It could be some other condition that, that, that's mm-hmm. going on. You know, um, so and, and it could be something as simple as just not getting having disrupted your sleep pattern. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of people, something will happen, and they normally slept pretty well, and then now they can't get to sleep, and and they've gone three or four or five or six nights without a good, 
night's rest and then they're frazzled and irritable and not themselves, right. not thinking, not concentrating well. And, and sometimes uh, it's just the sleep, they're sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you got to get them back sleeping regularly. And then usually I've seen people just whatever they were having, get them sleeping a couple nights in a row and they're back to the normal pattern goes away. Right. You know? Nice. Magic. Right. Well, I know we're short on time today, so I would love for you to share if you have an offer for the listeners and how can they connect with you? Yeah, I have. Well, I think something everybody should do. I put together a one hour free Zoom talk that I do on Thursday nights, every Thursday night, eight o'clock Eastern time. And it's called Three Big Lies About Stress That Are Damaging Your Health, Your Business and Your Life. And so I really go into depth about three of the biggest lies that I think we keep telling everybody that we really need to stop telling people and people need to be aware of because it's really damaging to them. So you can get, I can explain those to you in that one hour free Zoom thing. You only have to go once. I do it every Thursday night, but it's the same presentation. So you only have to go once and you can sign up. It's free. I don't sell anything to anybody. Um, And and you can get there by going to three big lies about stress.com. And you can sign up for whatever Thursday nights are listed there that, whichever one works for you. So that's the first thing that I offer people. And I just do that. I just do that every Thursday night to educate as many people as I can on something I believe is very important and I'm very passionate about. And then the other thing, if you just want to go to my website, docorman.com, I have a a real short three minute uh, handout PDF that you can download. And it really goes into depth about all the various ways stress can cost us and the price we can pay for not doing something about stress. It's really an eye-opener, and it's very quick. And it's, it says it's targeted to business owners, but it's really for anybody who wants to be a business owner to you know, get some benefit from going through it. But that'll get them, and it's real quick, so you can download that. It'll get you on my mailing list. I send out um, and emails every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to a list that I've been writing to for 11 years now, um, and uh, all about stress and different topics related to stress that I send out. People have enjoyed it. And um, that, so docorman.com is, uh, is my main website. People get in touch with me that way. But I, I recommend people go to that um, three big lies about stress.com um, URL and, and, and at, least, at least attend one of those uh, one hour uh, talks. I think they'll learn, learn, if they learned anything from this, they'll learn a lot more from, from that. Perfect. Well, thank you, Mort, for being a guest on my show and sharing your insights on this topic, saying, you know, stress really isn't what we think it is, you know, and what you need to do to solve those problems. So I appreciate your taking your time to be with me. Well, great. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some questions about how to live stress-free without stress management. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Dr. Mort at any of the links we've listed in the show notes, or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd greatly appreciate your support. I hope you can join us for next week's topic. And please remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can also find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.